When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's a bear running straight at a group of photographers. And one photographer just starts running at it, screaming. And he ran right to it. And that bear was like, holy, I'm out of here. Really? Yeah, he just <laughs> turned sharp. I think fear creates, uh, un- makes everything uncomfortable, right? Wherever you guys are watching this show, I would truly appreciate it if you follow or subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm. It helps us get bigger and better guests, and it helps us grow the team. Truly means a lot. Thank you guys for supporting, and here's the episode. We are back, guys. Digital Social Hour. Got with me a legend in the building, Jay Brewer. What's up, man? Uh, not much. about yourself? Doing well, man. I'm not going to lie. I thought you'd bring a snake. Ah, uh, you know, I wish I could have, but I'm, I'm here you know, in Vegas visiting. Yeah. And of course I'm like, you know, I could have brought a snake, but I couldn't because I have nowhere to keep it. Right. You know, I got to think about the animal. So I just, today I'm hanging out in Vegas and I thought, Hey, you know, I caught <laughs> We were talking about catching up and yeah. I thought, where are you at? My friend said, he's in Vegas. And I'm like, no way. So I just, that's why we, yeah, boom, here we are. Man. Can you even bring a snake on a plane? Oh, you can, but oh, you, you have can? to, yeah, it has to be shipped separately. Oh. You can't put it in a, you can't put it in your lap like a carry-on dog. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I see your videos. I mean, how big do these snakes actually get? Well, I actually specialize in the largest type of snake in the world called a reticulated python. Yeah. And uh, people don't, a lot of people in social media don't really realize what it, where I started from. But I've always been passionate about animals. And these reticulated pythons are the largest, and I just always liked them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you noticed, but all those co- snakes come in all these different colors from black to orange to yellow yeah. to striped. To, well, that's how I started. It was my passion. And I, so I genetically bred them mm. for different colors because we'd, there would be one found in the wild that was yellow, one found orange, one found striped, one found with bands and one with all broken patterns, you could say. And yeah. then we'd take those and breed them together. And, and so... I was wow. kind of a leading person in that particular snake. So we, me and uh, one of my employees named Tim made about 300 first in the world ever seen colors of those wow. in the beginning. But we've kind of backed off a little bit because of, ever since <laughs> things slowed down, got really busy with the social thing and all the followings. Yeah. And, you know, so I just work in mostly focusing on the zoo mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, trying to do the social thing as good as I can. Nice. So, so like, keep I th- running. think I saw one video. That, did the snake get up to 20 feet? Oh, I have ones over 20 feet. That's crazy. That's four of me. <laughs> <laughs> they insane. weigh up to 300 plus pounds, too. Oh I mean, they, I mean, it's it's I've got a lot of really giant ones because I've been doing it for so many years. A lot yeah. of people don't realize that they even how big they even get. Wow. Uh, they're supposed to get a lot bigger, but I'm starting to wonder now that I'm been doing it for so many years yeah and everybody's always <laughs> talked about we're hunting for the 30 foot snake and you know and i'm like i think i would have had one by now and yeah. i think i'd have known somebody with one by now yeah i'm so, not young so what, do you, <laughs> so what do you feed it uh they defrosted rabbits to be defrosted honest Defrosted rabbits yeah wow and sometimes defrosted pigs i get them from places that they you know they use the rat they don't <laughs> it sounds funny 
but the rabbits are used for laboratory use, but they're not used physically to do mm. it. All it is is a blood draw, and they use the rabbit's blood mm-hmm. here and there. And they, it's funny, they set them up in the pretty nice size enclosure, and they give them toys. And so, I mean, it sounds horrible, but it's not. (laughs) It's not like, you know, you always think of laboratory things, and, you know, they got things hanging out of their heads and all the horrible things, you know, that some of the stuff they do is just gnarly. That's funny. But that's not what they do with these. It's just literally a blood draw, you know, once a month, and they take the blood and do things with the blood outside. So you don't feed them live animals? Uh, we have to sometimes when they're newborns. Sometimes we have to feed them baby mice, okay, mice, rats. To train them? Uh, just to get them on the scent. Right. Because the, so <clears throat> I've been breeding these snakes for 30 years. Some of them, you know, and so because of, if you have a snake that's been, it's like a dog, right? I mean, a dog naturally came out of the wild, right? It was a yep. wild, crazy dog. Coyote, you can't go grab a coyote and put it in you know and turn it into a pet overnight right so years of breeding them and being accustomed to humans and all that they come somewhat domesticated so the snakes my a lot of my snakes will eat frozen they don't care because they're they no longer have the fear of a wild snake that's why they don't attack you know when they're when they strike at me it's usually a female and you know social media is kind of funny right so i could take 50 videos right and every one of them can be identical but one of the snake strikes at me right Right. well all of a sudden it's the only one you ever see right (laughs) because you know how it is when it goes viral it goes viral right yeah you know so nobody sees the educational ones unless they dive deep (laughs) where it's like about how cool the snakes are and uh you know we get to do a lot of fun stuff with those big snakes because they're so docile and you know i mean we're going to be doing the lakers on the 21st they're they're having a you know uh, they have like a family party thing that nice. they do, and it's you really bring some snakes. yeah, it's cool. We bring snakes, alligators, all kinds bring of fun stuff. Yeah, and they don't bite people. Well, first of all, we tape their mouth bite huh. because it's state law. But in real life, a lot of the gators are so accustomed to being held that they don't have an issue. Oh, so you've domesticated them to, the to some where... degree, right? I mean, nothing's. I mean, humans aren't domesticated. We just learned that this week. We, you know what I mean? I mean, it's like. <laughs> so I mean, obviously, there's a beast in everything to some degree, and if it, you you know, and it's whether you know. So, but yeah, so most of the animals that I work with of multi-generation in captivity, you know, they're used for educational purposes. They interact with people. They actually, I have plenty of animals that can prove that they like humans. I have a big lizard that I literally click my fingers and hold my hand out and go like this. And he comes down and puts his head and to be petted. No food, no, you know, no trickery. That's the Komodo dragon. No, it's actually called an Asian water monitor. His name is Gilly. He's all black. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot, you know, animals are kind of like people. I mean, you know, you get some people that are just not easy to get along with, you know, and you get other people that are like easy to get along with, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) So you believe you could form emotional connections with these animals? No, I know you can. Yeah. I'm, I remember you. I, there's thing. I mean, I've seen some of your podcasts and some of the whole, idea of your aura and power and all that is it's real i mean there's no and ifs or buts you know what i mean yeah you can i can walk into uh somewhere where an animal is normally aggressive and it's not aggressive to me really yeah i i, I just you know i don't want to sound like a like you know but <laughs> at the end of the day 
you know, you cast out your emotion mm -hmm. and it can go beyond, it goes beyond your, your facial expressions, I believe. Right. So you have that uh, Caesar Milan power with LeBron now. He's incredible. I, I you know, when I, I went and did a podcast with Caesar, right? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, even though I'm an animal guy, I don't expect people to have a fully complete understanding of animals as much as I just can't tell you how many people I've met that are good with animals. They don't know how they're good, including myself. I didn't even understand a hundred percent of it. Right. And then when I met Caesar, he like, I was like, Holy cow, this guy really understands humans, animals, the human, you know, flight and flight, you know, the whole, he really, really, what he's talking about is real stuff. Yeah. And it, fits across the whole level it, no he actually is way <laughs> when i met him i was blown away i didn't expect this i really just didn't expect the, the the podcast to go how it did because i just didn't think i could i didn't think it would be that deep of a connection of understanding each other i thought i was going you know a little bit because i had a lot of followers you know didn't talk to him a lot and we started talking it was like he was like he he realized i knew what i was talking about right yeah. And I realized he knew the heck what he was talking about. You know what I mean? Because it's you can't understand it unless you do it. You know what I mean? It's like it. You know. That's awesome. You know so you can't you can't uh, a Super Bowl a person's got a couple Super Bowl rings can't explain to a person that's dreaming about being a Super Bowl player. You know, in a Super Bowl, yeah. to explain like what feeling like the zone is. You know what I mean? Like how life can get you where you're just like it's almost surreal. That's, awesome. that's why I use the term living the dream. Yeah, it must be something about your aura that just makes these animals feel comfortable. I think it's it's the lack of fear. Mm. I think fear creates, uh, un makes everything uncomfortable, right? You're doing right. a business deal and you're worried about this guy. Well, he's going to think, you know, trust me. Should I not trust him? You mm. see how simple that whole, you talk about aura. I mean, it, it, it cast, it, it, it cast, you know, when Absolutely. you walk in somewhere and you look and you feel that you're like uncomfortable. Wow, I feel intent, the tension in here. You can cut it. How many times you heard that word? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. How can you cut something that isn't real? How That's can true. you even create a name that the tension is here so real? Yeah. So, so if you're in the woods and you see a bear, you're not going to be feared at all? Oh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't be fear, worried, but worried's not going to help me. Right. It's going to cause me to make poor decisions, right? Yeah. And so if I take off running, that was a poor decision. That's created by fear, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you run from a bear, what's, what, it's going to chase. Yeah. So, but if you all of a sudden run up to, you know, instead you approach the bear. I, I watched a video. It's, it's viral. I'm, I'm I'd be surprised nobody's seen it. And there's a bear running straight at a group of photographers. Mm -hmm. And one photographer just starts running at it, screaming. And he ran right to it. And that bear was like, holy, I'm out of here. Really? Yeah. And he just <laughs> turned sharp. Wow. And if he would have ran the other way. That bear was on. It, he was locked in. Yeah, you're not he was, running. No, that. he was locked into to you know. <laughs> he was locked in for not something you want to be there. At wow, work. that's crazy. And so, I mean, fear typically is never a good thing. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having an understanding and respect, but that's not really fear, right? You know, I mean, I'm not going to get on a motorcycle because I have respect that it's very dangerous. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And people go, people jump on motorcycles every day. But they freak out about me holding some non-venomous python <laughs> that I've been working with for 30 years, yeah. that I grew up from a baby, you know. 
So our minds are not always very balanced. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen some of your comments. They're they're pretty funny. Oh, right? it's fun. I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, I, you know. It's part of the game on social media. You're going to get hate no matter what. Oh, hate is, you know what? If you're not getting hate, then you're not you're not making people even question reality. Right. You know what I mean? If you just go with the with the status quo, you just there's no pressure. I mean, it's just oh, we're just in a bucket going that direction. Yeah, there's no value. You don't bring any value yeah. because you're not changing anything. You're not going to be a game changer and not change what people think. And what yeah. people think is not easy to change because we're, we're like programmed. I mean, we're like, we want to, we want to protect ourselves. We don't want to take risk. We don't want to be wrong. We don't want, I mean, there's so many things. And, and the funny part is it's true with animals too. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be wrong and get eaten. Yeah. Right. I mean, is it any different? I <laughs> yeah. mean, people don't. People always. Oh, these snakes should be free in the wild. Well, the funny part in the wild, they're they're on the threatened species list because, not because they have a hundred eggs at a time or forty eggs at a time. I mean, if something that has forty eggs at a time could never be on the threatened species list, except that everything eats them. Mm. Right. You're talking about snakes? Yeah. Everything eats them? Like my pythons, yeah. Yeah. So everybody sees a 20-foot python and go, well, that thing has no predators. <laughs> it started out this big. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Everything eats something. It's like a, a fish can eat it, an alligator can eat it, a bird can eat it, a rat can eat it. A, I mean, I could just go on all day, all the things that the wild is literally the wild. It's yeah. not Nature's not a pretty place. Yeah, for sure. Have you had any encounters with wild animals that kind of went south? I've been very lucky. I've never, I mean, I went to Komodo Island and to be honest, I was shocked that I was around so many giant dragons. I mean, they're big enough to just, you know, try to pull you off into the corner and yeah. just eat you. I saw one swallow a, a baby goat the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on the real Tarzan's page. Yeah. He, he shares a lot of wild stuff all yeah. over that he gets off the internet. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I mean, the fact of the matter is, is they're just, massive beast but they were in a village and because they were in a village they learned their boundaries mm. like so that when i got there it was a trip you know i mean they still had all the hunting instincts they still grabbed eat things like that goat you're talking about yeah but they knew that humans weren't on the menu wow and so none of them chased me and uh, i was pretty surprised because i was i mean we we went way deep outside of the village and and they still had like a, you're big, and you're big enough to be maybe a problem to me, so I'm just going <laughs> to back off. You know what I mean? Man, those things are huge. I would, But I don't know. Them. If I would have taken off running, I don't know what might have happened. You yeah, know? It would pr- they're pretty fast, aren't they? Oh, I thought I could outrun one. And, <laughs> and uh, we we basically drug like a piece of wood for a, for a target. Yeah. And... And I was like, I got this perfect, you know, you know, you want to do, you know, I mean, we do social media, so you understand you want things to look good. So I'm like, well, we'll run the dragon like this and I'll just be right here ahead of it. Yeah. You know, but off the track of the, what he's chasing so that, and then if he decides to chase me, now I got to actually get out of the way. Right. And, And cause he could just lock in on my foot or my leg and decide, oh, he's running. Yeah, he's running for me. I'm I'm hungry, and uh, and I I fell down three times trying, to, and I could never I could not stay in front of that dragon. It is oh, the man. most. One of my friends was just <laughs> pants laughing at me. Oh man, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you have a 250 pound, you know, 10 foot lizard that's got 
venom because they're venomous. Yeah. Chasing. Oh, they're venomous. Oh, they're venomous. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, That's there's a scarier. lot of things people don't know. I mean, I learned so much that I didn't. You know, there's always been a debate whether they're venomous or not venomous, and the the saliva will kill you in a few days. Yeah. Well, the truth of the matter is, is they drug you because they're venomous, and then they just maul you, right? Wow. And so, you know, some of the big animals, they just when they're bitten, the reason why they don't run away is because they're they can't. And oh, so they so that just baby goat. Yeah, right. Well, the goat when they're baby goats, reptiles like to eat things whole for the most part. Yeah. And I say for the most part because monitor lizards will eat like things. I mean, they literally eat water buffalo that are a thousand pounds. Holy, they crap. can't swallow a water buffalo. Right? <laughs> you know yeah. what they say? You know, an elephant. The way you eat an elephant is a little bite at a time, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah. So at the end of the day, I learned so much. That I didn't know that Komodo dragons protect their eggs. And, you know, I mean, do they protect their eggs or they know that wild boar are going to come try to eat their eggs? Right. So, therefore, it's a great place to wait around for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a catch-22, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, it works both ways. I've but, actually eaten wild boar. Oh, yeah. Well, the wild part was when I went to Komodo, we went out in the middle of the night. Yeah. And they go, let's take, go, we'll go to the nesting area. Uh-huh. Because the nesting areas, they like to, they like to hang out there because some of them have nests. And we went out there in the middle of the night, and it was kind of spooky realizing, you know, I pull snake eggs, right? Yeah. And these snakes are multi-generation captive born, and still one out of five will be one to rock my world because they don't, they're like, hey, I trust you, but I don't trust you enough to take my eggs, right? Right. Because that's just so instinctually deep. So here I am in the middle of the night with a light, and <laughs> there's a Komodo dragon, and, you know, I'm thinking to myself, that thing charges me in pitch dark. That's pretty gnarly. You know what I mean? <laughs> But again, what was I doing? Yeah. Looking more. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes a little stupid, a little, uh, you know, people always say, oh, you got giant balls. And I'm like, maybe it's I have a little brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's another way of looking at it. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, I do. I Somehow I'm still alive. And I know, I mean, that obviously things can go wrong doing anything. I mean, I've lost tons of friends on motorcycles. You yeah. know, I've taught, I've lost I was a commercial fisherman. I lost friends. Commercial fishing. Fishing? Yeah. How? Uh, I mean, when you're out. I mean, I one time was in a boat. When I, w- I was actually, I started my life out as an orphan. And I built a boat when I was 14. Mm-hmm. Finished it when I was 15. Became a commercial fisherman. Well, imagine a 15-year-old in a boat that he built going out 40 miles, 50 miles. Right. In an ocean that gets, well, one time I got caught in a 100-mile-an-hour wind in that boat. Holy crap. And everybody wrote me off as dead. Wow. And uh, I literally thought I was going to die. And luckily, for whatever reason, I've never been scared of death. I think it's because I believe that we're spiritual beings in a, in a, you know, a living in this world and that this is just a temporary place. So I guess maybe that's one of the reasons why right. I feel that way. And uh, so I've never been, a, I've never been fearful of death. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want to hunt it. I'm not looking for it. I want to make an impact on the planet as positive as I can. Mm-hmm. And so why would I want to have live risky? And, you know, a lot of people think I do, but I don't really believe I do. I think I live within the, the tool, within the reason of knowledge that I understand. Yeah. You it's know? subjective. I mean, you're an expert in what you know. So right. for, I mean, for normal people, they think it's risky. You stick me on a motorcycle and me and somebody else might die. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean? Because, I, I mean, when I was very young, it's funny, I've only met one person ever in my life 
when I was really young, I got on a, on a mini bike and I tweaked it and got it to go super fast. Yeah. And I realized that I had no governor. Are you interested in coming on the Digital Social Hour podcast as a guest? We'll click the application link below in the description of this video. We are always looking for cool stories, cool entrepreneurs to talk to about business and life. Click the application link below and here's the episode, guys. Like in my mind, like, like nothing scared me. And I realized, don't ever, ever ride motorcycles. You're going to die. And it, was, it wasn't that I was scared of riding motorcycles. Yeah. It was just, I knew it would be a bad life choice for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it sounds really funny. You know, it's like, <laughs> there's some things you just not, you know, you just should have a little bit of fear for it. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't call it fear still. I'd call it respect. And I just, sometimes some things I just don't have enough respect for. And I didn't have enough respect for getting bit for a venomous snake. But when I was 22, I learned really quick what that felt like. Oh, you got bit? I almost died. Jesus. Yeah. So it, it was one you were breeding? Uh, no, I was out in the wilderness and, you know, I got bit. I basically, I had caught in a couple of them barehanded, you know. Wow. And I just never thought they were that dangerous. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and uh, I just thought, you know, like, oh, yeah, you get sick. No big deal. You know, I'm invincible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're 23 years old, you know everything. You're, you know, you're invincible. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I was on the top of my game. I had a lot. I, I had started my own business. At, you know, I mean, I was no mom, no dad, nobody helping. I'd created my own little, you know, world, had three cars. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, kind of like for somebody from the bottom, it was very successful. For sure. I mean, you know, I always, and, and basically... I was flipping this giant piece of metal with a guy and it had five rattlesnakes underneath it. And one of them decided to come towards us. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to drop the metal. And right. And this one decided, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, and, it, and it just basically coiled up and I blocked its bite at one time and then I pinned its neck. And, and I had a, you know, this was forever ago when vans were, you know, six dollars i think i paid for my vans and yeah. i had a pair of vans the regular old you know slip-on vans yeah and one tooth one fang just went right in my foot on the Ooh. side of my foot and i was like oh bummer and i was like nah no big deal i'll just go home told my friend maybe we had to go home yeah well as we were driving home i said maybe we had to drive by a hospital <laughs> and then we went by a construction site i said Maybe we better call nine one one. And I almost died. I had I was seven seven days intensive care. Oh my big gosh. you know, big page of, you know, clinging to my life and you know, the whole nine yards and it was it was a pretty intense event. Wow. This was in Cali. Which gave me some respect. Yeah. You know, for I mean sure. it made me understand that I didn't know what I thought I know. And that's when you can get hurt. Yeah. You gotta you gotta, you know, I, I take calculated risks, what I like to say. You know. Wow, so you valued their lives over yours in that moment. Yeah, you, you know what's funny it. is I've had a, I've had a, yeah, because I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I truly, even though my animals eat animals, even though I eat animals, even though I still think every animal needs to be treated with respect as much as possible, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I'm, sometimes people wouldn't, you know, don't, I mean, a lot of people don't agree with me about a lot of stuff, Yeah. but I watch the education and, you know, I mean, people pick on SeaWorld, right? A lot, yeah. But, when I was a kid, nobody cared about any of those animals. They shot them. They ate them. They, they did whatever they needed to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, and people did it for sport, for fun. And then SeaWorld came along, educated the whole world, showed us how amazing animals are. 
and everything's protected from because of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so there's a cost of everything, right? You go to the hospital and they're running experiments. People die. You know, people are dying of cancer every day. But at the end of the day, you know, you can't beat up a hospital because it's bad because because people die there. And you can't beat up a, you know, SeaWorld because they were the only reason why, I mean, half the people that beat up SeaWorld are biologists and they weren't biologists but until SeaWorld made it a big deal to become them become that dude they got so much hate are they still in, in business yeah oh, they're they are? still all over they just opened a new one out oh in, they did in oh, Abu Dhabi I, I, thought they, uh, I thought I saw something where they gave up all their whales or something I think they gave up their whales I think okay. they agreed to to give up the whales well the whales and the sharks are a tough one because I feel like it's tough to have that much space for them to be happy right <sighs> Sharks is a touchy subject with me just because I know how many sharks there really are. What do you mean? Well, I remember one time I went out shark fishing, right? Yeah. And it was for a thrasher shark. Well, thrasher sharks are everywhere. They're commercially, they're, you can commercially fish them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're, they're, they're everywhere. Okay. And they taste good. You eat them just like you would any other fish in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And everybody just got down on me, you know? And I was like, you realize that these are more abundant than cattle or growing. I mean, they're literally in the ocean, right? Yeah. So there's no no chemicals to grow them. We're not cutting down the rainforest to, to make it. We're not. I mean, there's so many things that people don't think about, right? Right. And they're so abundant. because. But, you know, and my, I am so against finning. It's not even funny. What's finning? Finning is when they go catch sharks, cut their fins off. And throw them back in. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, and they don't save any of the meat. That's nuts. Wouldn't that them? Yeah, exactly. They just all die. So it just slaughtered them. Jeez. And that's when it became uncool to have to go shark fishing, or you know, and and so there are there are plenty of animals in the world that need to be managed, mm-hmm. but you can't manage one and not the other. Right. You know what I mean? So you can't take all the management off a shark. Like, okay, sharks are protected, right? Eventually, you have no fish. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no balance because you got fishermen intervening. You know, it's like in California, the seals are outrageously overpopulated. Hmm. And so because the seals are overpopulated, the fish counts are way down Hmm. and the seals are way sick. You know what I mean? Then the white sharks start to come up, which are protected, which should be because there's not very many. But now... You know, whales are eating them. Orcas are eating them. And there's a couple pods of orcas. It's so complicated, right? Yeah. And it's so, all a balance, right? You know what? It, 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 you have to manage your own life. And if you're going to manage the earth, you got to manage the earth. Yeah. You can't make everything illegal because if you do, all of a sudden it's out of balance. Right. right? So it's illegal to catch a shark right now? No. In some places they make it. Okay. And, so, and you know what? In some places it needs to be illegal. Right. Right? I mean... I'm not suggesting that it's, you know, Lily, you know, just be willy nilly and do whatever humans want to do because we don't make good choices. As I can't argue that one. No, you know what I mean? <laughs> but also we make poor choices on knee jerks. You know what right. I mean? So we need to like stand back and go, hey, is everything in balance here? Right. And we need to do that in our own lives. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, turtles endangered. I see. I saw you have some tortoises and turtles. Right? Yeah, I have. I have. I have some. Uh, I have an endangered Galapagos tortoise, mm. 
and you know, I think they're great, and I think it's really great to that they're not taken out of the wild. Yeah, you know, Is but I but live? I think it'd be better if we were able to, you know, if I have one and somebody else has one in Arizona, I think we should be able to breed those two together and make more in captivity. But they make laws to prevent that from happening. Huh? That's weird. Why would they prevent that? Uh. I don't know. We'd have to ask. The, we'd have to ask the federal government. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. The federal government made a lot. Yeah. Of that? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's it's called Lacey Act. You can't take endangered species across state lines. The idea, I think, the idea is simple, but I think it's it's kind of the past. Yeah. And you know, and, the, and it's like, okay, well, if you can't take it across state lines, then every state you cross is another place you can get caught. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And smuggling animals, but. Animals that are in captivity, I don't think should be, I don't think they should be managed like that. I think yeah. that they should be allowed to let them. I mean, I found I found that even in the snakes and reptiles that weren't endangered, right? They were in, and in captivity, they're so abundant that now nobody needs them out of the wild. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're nice animals. They they're accustomed to being in captivity. They're very calm, cool, collect. Yeah. They. You know, a snake spends most of its time hiding to eat. Mm-hmm. That's the idea is it hides to keep from getting eaten, and it hides to find its food. Because as rodents go by, they grab them, and, and then now they have what they need, and they don't come out unless they really are for breeding and other reasons. So you don't even see so many snakes. Right. That's why, Yeah, you know, I barely see them. Yeah, but they're there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what? so in captivity, it's, it's, it's an animal that doesn't require much space. They don't. You know, if we open this door here, I guarantee you, I put a twenty, a, a ten foot snake. If I put two ten foot snakes in this room, they will be living inside this cabinet <laughs> if there's a hole in to get to it. Wow! And they'll spend ninety percent of their time there. Wow! So they're very easy to manage. Yeah, they just like they they you know, people go that doesn't seem right, and I'm like, well, we we don't live in the wild anymore, do we? <laughs> there's a reason why we don't live in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> all you got to do is go outside and you know why oh it's hot oh it's cold oh my gosh what was that sound yeah. i mean lions and tigers roaring and and you know i mean you hear them at night and you never want to you know coyotes you know you realize this is not a good place the first <laughs> thing you're gonna go do is crawl into a small area and what do we do when we live we live in the middle of our big cities and you know we go home we yeah. lock our door and then we go into a room right a smaller yeah. room inside <laughs> that room and then we go in on our bed, and then most of us like to even be covered up with our sheets. Yeah. But then we don't understand that an animal, we think our, that these animals are like so much different. Yeah. But they really aren't. That's true. You've been, I've seen you with every animal, you know, lions, giraffes, tigers. What's I've been your- really, really, really a lucky guy. I've been able to go all over the world. I've been in, I've been in the most, I've been in royal palaces. I've been, they share their animals with me. And I just, it's absolutely insane some of the stuff i got to do mm-hmm. that's why I, I did a contrast from having no mom no dad nowhere to live basically it you know <laughs> to literally being in some of the most amazing houses all over the world in every country yeah and i just i'm, I'm in awe yeah you know what i mean i'm in awe it's a crazy I, story man no it, it, it doesn't it doesn't even make sense yeah. it doesn't it, it makes no sense and yeah. uh i just sit there and think this isn't by accident. It you know, I mean I'm not I'm not suggesting I did it. I just it just I know what you mean. I think everything happens for a reason. I I really do. Some of the worst things in my life growing up, 
I have a lot of stories of not good things that happened in my life. Yeah. And every one of them, something great came from. I, I think that's what contributed to your success, honestly. Yeah, but I never I never allowed anything to stop me. Yeah. And I don't when I say that, I never allowed like make it sound like it's all about me. But what I mean is I never gave up the the spirit of like I can do this. It's gonna come together. Mm-hmm. And I just think that there's some real serious power in believing mm-hmm. in your dreams and believing I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't believe you can do something Will you ever really put in enough percentage of your ability to ever do it? We all want to succeed, right? Right. But we listen to people that you talked about haters earlier, right? Yeah. Well, if you're doing something, you're going to have haters. And if you listen to them, they're going to make you believe that they're right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if they tell you you're doing, you know, you don't know what you're talking about, you're, you're risking your life, you're all these things that are, some of them sound logical, but you know inside, and if you know inside and you're willing to just kind of think, you know what, what does tomorrow look like if I wasn't worried about trying to get that job that I don't think I'm qualified for, but I, maybe I am because I really feel like I'm good at it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or be that basketball player or be whatever. I mean, I just think you got to do whatever you're good at as hard as you can do it. And you'll end up in places you never dream. Absolutely. You know? Do what you can control, you know. Don't think about the other stuff. The other stuff works its way out. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been in, in situations where there was no way I could get all the problems solved mm-hmm. if I sat down and looked at the problems. But I could see paths to get me further, closer to the goal. Yep. And I would just think, okay, well, I'm not going to worry about the impossible part. I'm going to do what's, impo- what's possible. Mm-hmm. And I kept working on what's possible. And half the time, they worked me right past the impossible. I didn't even need to even need to do that because I found a different angle, a different way. Because and I only got it because I got the perspective of moving forward, kind of in, by faith. You know what yeah. I mean? By whatever you want to call it. You know, yeah. step by step. Yeah, it's been fun, man. Before we wrap up, if you can own any animal that you haven't already owned. What animal? Komodo would be? dragon. Ooh, <laughs> love that. Just because I know I could have a relationship with it, and yeah. I know that sounds really weird, but <laughs> but uh, a relationship that's deep enough that it would know who I am. I know who it is. It would come to me for you know. It would be <clears throat> it's like a dog. Wow. It's I think it's deeper than a dog in some ways, but damn. No, I guess that's not fair to say because <laughs> dogs are pretty pretty. They have another side of them that's like. The loving side that an animal that a lot of animals can't portray as good as a dog. I mean, yeah, dogs are loyal, man. They are loyal, loyal, loyal. Yeah, and so I can, that would so I guess that's a little bit of a far step. I've had a lot, a few dogs, but they, but it, it will still like you know literally come over for affection. Yeah, and I guess being able to give is something that's fun in mm-hmm. life. I think a lot of people don't realize that giving is the most rewarding thing you can ever do. For sure, you know what I mean. Yeah, except that. They, if they stop and think when they when they get, then they can realize how important giving is. Yeah. And so having an animal that you know you have a relationship enough that you can it'll come over just to be petted, just to be touched. It's kind of like a bond, and you're able to absolutely. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool cool animal. It's been fun, man. Where can people find you? Uh everything I do is J Prehistoric Pets, and then the Reptile Zoo my daughter does, and that's mm. the name of my company. Nice. Where's the zoo at? Uh, it's in Fountain Valley, California. Or, you know, 
about 15 minutes from uh, Disneyland. Okay. I got, I got to check it out next time I'm out there. Yeah. Let's do it. No, if you, next time you're out there, I thought you're going today. I'm going to San Diego. Is it by there? Yeah, it's only like it's 45 minutes, 50 okay. minutes. Let's make it happen. All right. Thanks for coming on, man. Ah, pleasure. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. As always, see you next time.